Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're looking that way to Johnson. There's the pass. He make up for those other two plays. Bulls advance. They win in the wild card round for the fourth consecutive year. And the winning continues. They've been playing in the playoffs. They've talked about it for over a month. And they keep stringing these together. And they are playing their best. Blake, you have a year left on your contract. So that's about right. Brooke Pryor. Hey, Mike. You got a year left on your contract. Tomlin just walks off. Out. Let's see Zalski. He's done. Not going to even let her finish the question. Not going to answer the question. And I'll get out on the front end of this. Yes, it's a question that Brooke Pryor absolutely should have asked. Nick Sirianni, who took his team to the Super Bowl, was asked a similar question last night. Jalen Hurts, who took a team to the Super Bowl last year, was asked after their loss last night, what do you think? about Sirianni, will he be back next year? If that kind of question doesn't get asked by a national reporter, and that's what Brooke is, she's a local slash national reporter, then she's going to get called out by her bosses. It was a question that had to be asked. I thought Mike Tomlin could have answered it. He decided not to, and that's where we begin. And the question of the day is this. It's the subject of our Twitter poll, at underscore Adam Crowley. And it's brought to you by P.J. Fitzpatrick, Home Improvement Trust, PJ.com. Do you blame the players more for yesterday's loss, or do you blame Mike Tomlin more for yesterday's loss? You can vote. You can weigh in all morning long, 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls the entirety of the show. I think you can make a compelling case, Doran, that yesterday's loss was the fault of the players. However, I'm going to give some stats real quick. 40.4 points per game allowed the last five playoff games for the Steelers under Mike Tomlin. Five straight playoff losses allowing 31 or more points. Mike Tomlin, a defensive-minded head coach, has seen his team surrender 29 or more points in nine of his 10 playoff losses. 
He's now 8-10 in the playoffs. The Steelers have been outscored 122-47 in the first half of their last five playoff games. 23 teams have won a playoff game more recently than the Steelers. They are 3-9 in the last 12 playoff games, and he has only won a playoff game in four out of 17 seasons. I can say that it was the players yesterday... But the trend is with this guy at head coach, this once proud franchise no longer wins playoff games, Doran Dickerson. They just don't win them anymore. When they get there, it's usually by the skin of their teeth. Things need to go right in the last game of the regular season. And when they get there, they're not competitive in the first half and get their doors blown off. Yeah, they get whooped. They get whooped. And to me, like, you know, we could sit here, we could parse our way through this uh, and dissect this game and say, you know, the players and missed tackles and. Uh, penalties and you know fumbles, things of that nature, all the things that you can't do in a football game. But to me, that leads to not being prepared, and that leads to the head coach. You know, that leads to coaching. That leads to not having your guys ready. Uh, you know, I, I say this all the time. As a professional, you, you don't need motivated by another person. You should be able to motivate yourself, especially in a setting where you know it's do or die, and it's a playoff game, and you find your way in there. You have another opportunity. Um, I don't, I'm not going to say that the effort was questionable in the game because I think the effort was okay. They played hard. And they yeah. played hard. Obviously, they fought back, but you just it didn't feel like the Steelers were were up for the task in the moment. And to me, that that's mindset. That's not being ready. That's not being prepared. You know, the angles on some of the plays. I mean, Patrick Peterson you know, losing contain on some of the runs and things of that nature, and then losing guys in coverage, and you know the the, the missed tackles and. The penalties and just shooting yourself in the foot. It looked like it was it was early September football that you're trying to work kinks out whenever it was do or die. And that's why I'll say it was more this particular game on the players. But when it is almost every guy to a man, that does fall on coaching. And I also thought the strategy in this game was horrific. I thought that the game plan clearly was we're going to run the ball. And that's the plan early. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. The Bills like to play two high safeties. Guess what they barely did in this game? Play two high safeties. They had a stack box basically from the beginning of the game until the end of the game. And that's where the plan fell short for me. So I can hear it both ways, that it was the players in this game and that it was the coaching staff. The true reality is it was both. But against Cincinnati, Seattle, and Baltimore, in the first half of those games, the Steelers had plays of 86, 44, 37, 25, 23, 23, and 23 yards. They threw the ball and took shots down the field in each of those last three games in their winning streak. That's what got them here. And then that opens up the running game. The Bills were playing one high safety, and the Steelers were content early on. They ran a nice screenplay to Jalen Warren, but apart from that, it was short passes mm -hmm. and trying to run the ball into a crowded box. That is bad game plan. And then one more thing on the coaches. At the end of the first half, unforgivable timeout lack of usage. Unforgivable. The Bills punter busted up his hamstring. He was fine because he punted in the first possession of the second half after they shot him up, clearly. But he wouldn't have had time to get shot up. You were going to force them to punt the ball with a guy who was not capable probably at that point of punting. You would have had 40 to 50 seconds left on the clock had you used your timeouts appropriately. You're down two touchdowns. Why were you playing as if, oh, we can't let Buffalo score again? No, no, no. Try to get a stop and put some damn points on the board. Mm -hmm. Keep that momentum rolling. Mike Tomlin sat on his hands. So, again, I'll argue the players didn't do a good job in this game. 
But those two coaching things were real bad. The game plan, the lack of a plan B, and then the timeout usage absolutely was Mike Tomlin's fault. The one thing I don't want to hear is, you know, any if you have any thought that Mason wasn't was was bad in this game, you're insane. Like I thought he was solid. I know he threw a pick in the end zone, and that kind of stalled what they were trying to do, and that could have brought them back, obviously, in the game. I mean, it was second down, he threw a pick, and, and you brought this up earlier. You said it was an empty set. Well, that's another bad coaching decision. Like, empty on second and goal, and your, 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 your motive is to run the football? That's exactly right, Doran. All week long, I said and we said that this team looks like they thought it would look this year in their three-game winning streak. They were physical, they ran the football, they got back to their identity, the way, the vision that Omar Khan and Andy Weidel built this team. They wanted to win in the trenches. It's second and goal from the four. You're down 14. Mason made a bad decision. It was not a good interception. I I don't think he played poorly, to your point, Doran, but it was a bad throw, bad pick, but you didn't give him a chance. It's second and goal from the four, and you go empty? You don't even give the illusion that you might run the ball? You don't put the ball in the belly of a running back and run a play action? You just go empty? Everyone in the world knows he's going to throw? He ain't going to do a quarterback draw. He's Mason Rudolph. Right. Disastrous. That right there, Dorn, that play, that moment, was a player making a bad decision, but it was the coaching staff putting him in a position to make a bad decision, and that right there was game over for me. That was it. That was the play where I said, you're down 14, you have a chance to cut it to a one-score game, maybe make those bums in Buffalo get tight, and you throw a pick, and that leads immediately to the Josh Allen 52-yard touchdown run. And just like it's been in each of the last four playoff games the Steelers played, it was over in the second freaking quarter. And so here's the bigger question then. How can we expect... If Mike Tomlin doesn't choose to step away, how do we expect that this looks any different next year? It's the same thing every year. You either get in by the skin of your teeth and get blown out, or you miss out on the playoffs by the skin of your teeth, and we're all left going, oh boy, what's going to change for next year? Here's the answer, nothing! Yeah. Nothing's going to change! I mean, if you're if you're out there, I mean, give us a call. Obviously, we're going to take your calls uh, throughout the show, but like, if you have a positive mindset, if you were one of the few, I guess, that has a positive mindset for this franchise with the way it's constructed now, moving into next year, what is the route to thinking that they are going to be a better football team next year? Because I can't find one. Yep. Tell me why. Tell I don't, us I, why. I can't find one. Like, I, 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 I've sat here for the last hour trying to figure out, okay, you know, and Bechtel walked in and was like, who would you rather be? Would you rather be the Eagles today or would you rather be the Steelers today? And it was honest and it was a good question. And I was like, absolutely, the Eagles. Not because even close. Yeah. The foundation's there. They've been there before. They can figure it out. They can fine-tune. They have a quarterback. With the Steelers, I don't know what they are. Yeah, I think that if fans call up and want to paint a rosy picture of the way things are going to look starting next year, it's going to be, well, maybe they'll get a new D coordinator. They're going to get a new offensive coordinator. And maybe, just maybe, that resurrects Kenny Pickett. Or maybe, just maybe, Rudolph showed enough that with a new coordinator, next year can be different. Man, they've lost playoff games now with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell as your skill position guys, with David DeCastro and Marquise Pouncey anchoring an offensive line and a pro bowler at left tackle. They lost when they were the more talented team. Now they've got blown out when they weren't favored. They were a huge underdog in this game. They've found ways to lose now with multiple rosters. 
One roster was constructed to score a bunch of points, and the defense blew it. This roster constructed to play with defense, and you give up 31 points. They found ways to lose different ways over the course of the last seven years under Mike Tomlin. So next year, if you're only changing the coordinators and you're adding a couple of pieces through free agency and through the draft, the main problem for me is still there, and that's the head coach. Now, when he walked away at the end of that press conference, you tell me if if you felt the same way, Doran. That kind of lent credence to some of those reports out there that maybe he is considering stepping away. And I think that would be the best thing for this franchise. They're not going to fire him. They're not going to trade him right now. If he steps away, they would have the ability, like Sean Payton, to after a year trade him. Yep. That, to me, is the best possible option. I'd hire Mike Vrabel and say, all right, let's see where this thing goes. But if he doesn't step away, he's going to be the head coach next year. And how could anybody expect different, man? There, there, I, you can't. I mean, j- you just laid it out perfectly. I mean, there's going to be little, little uh, detailed things that they're going to change-ish, like the coordinators and things of that nature. But I don't know if that's really going to, you know, you know, help this team get to where we, you know, hope that they could ever get to again. And that did show me that. Uh, at the end, whenever Brooke Pryor asked that question. I mean, it showed me two things. It was like, okay, like, I don't want to answer this right now. I just lost the playoff game. Um, you know, the weight has been on my shoulders a lot. He's not going to admit that, obviously, ever, or he's not going to even try to show that. But I thought he did show that, that this season took a toll on him. And you know what? I don't want to answer this question right now after a playoff loss. But at the end of the day, it's a valid question because it's out there. And if you don't want to answer it in the way that he did walk off, it shows me that. You thought about it. Right. When you've got you've one year it. left on your deal, and this now puts an exclamation point on yet another season ending with a loss by double digits in the playoffs, that's a question that had to be asked. And I guess I'm not surprised that he didn't answer it because I do think he's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It's not just one report out there. It's Florio. It's Schefter. It's Peter King. It's Ian Rappaport. All these guys. Mike Tomlin is considering sitting out, taking some time. If he had answered the question with a snippy Mike Tomlin one-liner, that would have been, okay, He he's back. Right. Oh, he's being typical Tomlin. We've never seen never that him from that. him. Never and when him do people that. do things that they don't usually do, when they break from who they are, you can read into the not saying of things. I also think that it was in a moment where he was very vulnerable, and I think that in his mind is like, if I answer this question, it's going to be, I, I'm going to probably say something I'm going to regret, so let me just walk out and not even acknowledge it. Well, that's I, true. I think he was, you know, obviously very, very upset and very drained, and, you know, the way they lost and, and throughout the season, everything's all balled up, that that was a trigger question, and he was like, I better walk away right now or... I will say something I will regret, will yeah. regret 100%. Yeah, too. I could, yeah, it could have been a mature thing. Like, yeah. hey, ooh, ooh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say the thing that's going to be the story. Walking away will be the story, but the thing would be much, much, much worse. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where do you come down on this? Do you now feel that Mike Tomlin is going to take some time off? Who do you blame more for this loss, the players or coaches? Can you paint a rosy picture of how the Steelers get back to prominence? Or are you in the pits of your own despair? 412-928-9370. Please call us. You can also text us on the Edgar Steiner & Associates fan text line, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee. 
unless we get money for you. And the Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Your calls all morning long, but then also one player weighed in on the locker room dynamic of these Pittsburgh Steelers. Wait until you hear what this player had to say. That's all on the way after an Austin Bechtold fan headline. 31-17, the final yesterday in Buffalo. Bill scored the first 21 points of the game. For the Steelers, stormed back, made it a one-possession game, but Buffalo with another touchdown. Josh Allen finding Shakir for 17 yards out. Got the job done for the Bills to make it a two-score game again and put it out of reach. Penn's 3-0 winners at PPG Paints Arena last night. Yesterday, rather, 1 o'clock puck drop, the game that was moved earlier on in the day against the Seattle Kraken. Penn's are one point out of a playoff spot. For more, 937thefan.com. Going to hear from Najee Harris, who had an interesting quote, to say the least, in the Steelers' locker room following the game. We'll get to that in a moment. But one of those big-time aggregator NFL accounts tweeted this yesterday, Doran Dickerson. Mike Tomlin, legend. I don't think it's being talked about enough. Mike Tomlin brought this Steelers team to the playoffs with a 10-7 and record with his quarterbacks being Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph, the only coach in the league who can do that. First ballot Hall of Famer, Mike Tomlin. I do think Tomlin winds up in the Hall of Fame one day, but I just want to look back at Bill Cowher real quick. Bill Cowher took over for Chuck Nolan in 92. Chuck Knoll's final season, Hall of Famer, one of the best coaches ever, went 7-9 in his final year. Cowher goes 11-5 in year one. Then, winning season, winning season, winning season, winning season, winning season, winning season. Neil O'Donnell was the best quarterback he had in that stretch. Mm -hmm. He won a playoff game in eight of his 15 seasons, Bill Cowher did. Was going to the AFC Championship game, losing, but going to the AFC Championship game with not great quarterbacks or offenses. It's not this miracle job that Tomlin got this team to the playoffs. I'm so tired of hearing that. We see coaches go to the playoffs with not wonderful quarterbacks all the time. Mike Vrabel, the guy I want to be the next Steelers head coach, went to the damn AFC Championship with Ryan Tannehill. Stop giving Mike Tomlin praise for merely getting the team to the playoffs when he lost back-to-back games, needed help to get in in the final week of the season. He lost those games to two win teams. It's not enough just to make it there, man, especially not when you get blown out by two touchdowns with regularity. It's been the yeah. last five times they've gone to the playoffs they've given that's up 31 trend. or more. Yeah, that's their trend. And, you know, I mean, what? so Stefanski didn't do that this year? Correct. Joe Flacco, he went to the playoffs with four quarterbacks. Four. <laughs> I don't want to hear that it's this miracle job when – 14 teams get to make the playoffs every year now. It's never been easier to make the playoffs than it is right now. I ain't giving them medals or banners or awards for merely making it. That's not what this franchise should be about. And oh, by the by, another seven-seeded team beat the crap out of a two-seed this weekend. And it was the youngest team, by the way, in all of football. Mm Mm-hmm. Dallas is the youngest team in football, and they shoved, or excuse me, Green Bay is the youngest team in all of football, and they shoved against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to hear that making the playoffs is some monumental job that Mike Tomlin did. Give me a break. Najee Harris, after the game. Oh, like, in-house rules. Like, not like not no changes in our coach like that. It's just the rules that, that are in the building that, you know, we got to be more disciplined. We got to be more, more uh, we got to be more committed. You know, I'm not saying that we're not, but, you know, just coming from a place um, that, 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 that has structure um, and, you know, coming just and just seeing like, you know, 
you know, we probably could help get help in these areas. We might make a change. I think that that's that's something uh, that's something we could help. I'm not saying nothing about coaches or anything like that. I'm just saying more of just in-house rules. You know, that, that's that's all I'm saying. Who makes the rules? Yep. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about coaches, but we need more rules. Hmm. And he talked about structure coming from structure. Sounds to me like he was talking about Bama and the structure with Nick Saban. And it is different from college to the pros, but he says he wasn't being critical of the coaches there, but he was. He was. And keeping guys accountable and keeping them on the straight and narrow and making sure that they're all pulling for the same common goal. He was criticizing the coaching staff there. Absolutely. What do you think he meant by that? Well, yeah, I mean, not criticizing maybe on the field and like plays and stuff. Right. And I think that that's what he was trying to stay away from. But, you know, like even just showing up and it's like, you know, it could be little things like, you know, writing on the board, okay, the offensive, they're going to lift in, uh, you know, at at 10 o'clock or whatever. And guys not showing up and then maybe the the strength staff is like okay we'll just get your lift in at some point like no like if you don't show up you get fined like stuff like that like little stuff like you know uh make everything intentional make everything intentional and have the right structure i feel like the steelers organization at least for whenever you know i was around and you know seeing how they operated back in the day like there wasn't structure and that was obviously underneath mike tomlin now it could have changed obviously that was a long time ago but from the players that I always talk to, it was more like you definitely police your sh- yourself, and as long as you show up, um, they're good with it. Like the structure really wasn't uh, at a high level as it should be. And you say like you know college and, and NFL is different, but I'm sure Saban runs his program just like an NFL program would be run. And there are some in-house things that you could actually do to clean some of that stuff up to make guys more accountable. Um, well, but I, especially I because Doran, in my opinion. You have to change for your team. Yeah. Like if your team can't, like if they have to scratch and claw, and they're a talent, they're a talented team. They are. They're more talent. This showed me these last three games, and this could have been a competitive game if not for the turnovers. These last four games showed me that you know maybe outside of the quarterback position, they're pretty talented. Like they're, I think they're a piece or two away from being a really talented football team, but they don't have the leaders that some of those previous teams we've talked about have. And so you do need more structure, and you need to know the makeup of your group. Now, Cam Hayward was quoted after the game. Jason Mackey put this out there. This group would not function to even get to a playoff game without Mike Tomlin. He keeps us accountable top to bottom. I don't want to play for any other coach. They played hard in this game, and they fought back in this game. I said it earlier on in the year that Mike Tomlin was losing the locker room. I I, I think I was wrong there. Like They play for their guy. They believe in their guy. But to Najee Harris's point... Playing for a guy, but playing within the right structure are two different things. I do think if he's saying it and he's been there with Saban, I, I buy that. I mm-hmm. think the structure thing's real. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't think he lost the locker room, but you need guys to all be in unison and in in yes. accountable in one, you yes. know, as one, not just individually. Like because if you have one guy that just it, it not it just goes rogue or does things like his way and still is it's okay, then that just trickles out through the team. Like right. everybody needs to be accountable on the same page. Like Chooks and Deontay everybody. and George Pickens and everybody. And you need to understand the makeup of your football team. All right. Your calls are coming up next at 412-928-9370. It's the text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And the fan hotlines presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Your call is next. And Austin Beck told fan headline right now. Steelers season came to an end in Buffalo, 31-17. 
Mason Rudolph, first loss during this four-game stretch. He was the starter. Two touchdowns, one interception, an 80% passer rating. 22 of 39, 229 yards. Jalen Warren, 38 rushing rushing yards on eight carries. Deontay Johnson, four catches for 48 yards and a touchdown. For more, 937thefan.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Steelers losers in the playoffs once again give up 31 points. That's the fifth straight time that they've given up 31 or more in a postseason defeat. So now we open it up to the callers. How are we feeling today, Pittsburgh? How do you think things look next year if Mike Tomlin's still around? Can you paint a rosy picture? Who do you blame the loss on? 412-928-9370. We'll start with Jeremy and Shaler. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Um, so a lot to unpack here. Obviously not a, not a good day in Pittsburgh, but um, to answer kind of all the questions... Uh, first off, I think the loss yesterday was on the players. Um, I've blamed Tomlin in the past, especially for the Jacksonville game, whatever that was, 2017 or 18. Um, but yesterday, I mean, the two biggest plays, the fumble in your own end, your own end, the interception in the end zone, that's a 14-point swing right there. Even 21, you take 14 points off the Bills, give us seven. We win the game. I mean, that can't really be put on Tomlin. As far as next year, I think – I'm a little encouraged simply because of the last two years they've started to do stuff that's outside the Steelers' way when you look at going out and getting the free agents that they've never really done, spending the money that they've never really spent. Um, if they do that with coaching, if they go out and get that offensive coordinator, I'd even say get a defensive coordinator as well. Um, I agree with really all those points, me, Jeremy, and, and thank you so much for the call. I, 
You can say they've spent more money on free agency, and they, they certainly spread that bag around this offseason. Where did it wind up? A double-digit playoff loss. And just because they go out and they do things in free agency doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden going to upset the apple cart and hire a good offensive coordinator. Like They've had one good offensive coordinator in a decade. Mm-hmm. I'm not optimistic that if Mike Tomlin is making that hire, or if Mike Tomlin is the head coach, that this next offensive coordinator comes in and is this savior. I just I can't buy it. I can't go there. And what like look I mean, it really just points to the quarterback position. I mean, you could hire, you know, a wizard, but can that wizard make all pros out of the quarterback room? I I, I don't know. And their quarterback evaluation, Doran, is the other thing. Like, is it Mason next year? Is it Kenny Pickett next year? Either way, does it make you think that they can go on a playoff run? You know, Mason did some nice things yesterday. He also had the bad turnover on a play that was just simply never open. He should have thrown that ball through the back of the end zone. You know, I as good of a job as he did in these four games, he doesn't give me a lot of faith and confidence that next year he's going to lead the Steelers to 12 wins in a, their first playoff win since 2016. Mm-hmm. If it's Kenny, it's the same. I can't get there with him. I, I just can't look at next year and – and feel good about it. Right. I don't know how anybody can. I mean, that caller said, well, they've done some things, so maybe they'll do some new things. I can't believe in any of that until I see it. I do agree that they need a new D.C. and O.C., but are they going to make the right hires? Are they even going to get rid of the D.C.? I can't say that. Anthony in Oakland next up. Hey, Anthony. I, I don't want Mike Vrabel. I mean, I've been following this team since Bill Austin was coach time to go in a new direction is for I don't want another defensive coordinator as a coach I want to go in a direction where the league is going like uh, what I saw with Green Bay and LaFleur and that crowd I I told you I want a disciple from the Shanahan tree if I if I can't get the Kubiak brothers I want Ben Johnson as my defensive coordinator I go down because I think the team is structured to be three four go down and bring Larry Foot back to uh, say a defensive coach with Tampa he knows the structure of the three four under LeBeau and that's the way I would go. I want offensive coach, and I'll get a new defensive coordinator and keep because they're going to keep as long as you got TJ Watt, we're going to be three four. Well, thank we'll you, Anthony. Someone who knows the defense. Appreciate I, your I, call I, as always, buddy. Three four four three doesn't matter anymore. I don't think. I mean, I I I get where Anthony's coming from, and I know that Vrabel, and this is obviously hindsight if everything does transpire the way that you know we've been talking throughout the show with Mike Tomlin stepping back, but. I know Vrabel is uh, very enticing. Uh, you know, why wouldn't he be? He's going to be a hot commodity, and he I think he's a fantastic coach. But I'm kind of with Anthony. Like, I think that you really need to head into a different direction if the opportunity presents itself to be a head coach or be an offensive-minded head coach. I think that you have to go that direction. I don't know if they will, if, if somebody like Vrabel is out there, but I think that it's uh, apparent for them to do that. I do get that. I understand where you and Anthony are coming from. If they hired an offensive mind, it would still be a, a step in a different direction, a big step in a different direction. I wouldn't be mad about it. But I my my dream would be Vrabel and then find the next Bobby Slowick. Mm-hmm. Because he says the, the lay of the land and the way the league is, you're seeing all these offensive guys hired, and that's true. But I look at D'Amico Ryans, I also think Vrabel's a really good coach who's cut from the same Tomlin cloth but now he'd be a brand new message, and if you could get an offensive coordinator that could add some punch, I think you'd have the best of both worlds. But if they brought mm-hmm. in a Ben Johnson, I don't think that's a bad thing either. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Your calls all morning long, including coming up next, we have Jeff Hathorn at seven o'clock. We're going to get into Mason Rudolph a little bit later on in the show. But up next, it's all you after an Austin Beck told fan headline.
Pens won 3 nothing. Tristan Jari, fifth shutout of the year. Drew O'Connor, Sidney Crosby, twice the goal scorers. O'Connor is sixth goal of the year. Crosby, 25th and 26th of the season, including the empty net winner. For more, go to 937thefan.com right now. Here's Crowley. Thank you so much, Austin. Crowley here for Mentality. You go to the gym and you can't put up the weight you used to be able to put up. You look in the mirror and maybe you got some flab on you. You walk up the steps and you're out of breath. Maybe you're anxious, even depressed. All of those things could be caused by low testosterone. My friends at Mentality want to find out for you. They'll give you a blood test from board-certified physicians to tell you if low testosterone is the root cause of all your problems. Covered by insurance. If it is, they'll fix it for you. If not, they'll point you in the right direction to get your health back on track. It's why I trust them. It's why I love them. Mentality, LowTUSA.com. 50-minute mark on the fan is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 in Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. And I failed to mention this earlier. You can hit us up on Twitter, brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.com. The phone number, 412-928-9370. We got Jeff Hathorne coming up in 10 minutes right now. We talked to Dave in Newcastle. You're on the fan, Dave. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? So, yeah. So I, last night, uh, I was I was I hopped in the car after the game was over. Um, the other game was on. Uh, I was actually on uh, ninety three seven The Fan, and there was like a little glitch, and it popped over um, to the CBS uh, national thing for some reason, and it was hilarious. This this guy was on there, and Paul Zeiss was talking about this, and 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 I found it so ironic. They were killing Mike McCarthy for how he hasn't won a playoff game since 2017 going into this long monologue about it and it was i'm like where is this with tomlin how is nobody talking about this with tomlin i think what needs to happen um art needs to fade into the background and defer to andy white on omar khan instead of instead of himself anything to do with the team as far as making decisions um he's already made an ass out of himself by keeping Canada around for continuity um he's not a football guy and he's too emotionally attached to Tomlin when it should be about winning um so I I, I feel like he needs to kind of step aside it's almost like it would probably be like a personal thing if Tomlin would be let go but where else would you get away with this mediocrity and, 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 and this playoff record anywhere else. So I don't think you would I, get I away with it anyplace else, Dave. And thank you for yeah, the lower. Nope. Nope. You're talking about 3-9 and nine in your last 12 playoff games. You're talking about 31 or more points allowed in five straight playoff games. You're talking about getting outscored 122-47 to 47 in the first half of all those playoff games. That would not stand anyplace else. They're talking about firing Nick Sirianni. He went to the Super Bowl last year. That guy did, yeah. Like, this would not stand anywhere else. Bill Belichick won six Super Bowls. He's out. I realize that his record the last few years has been bad, but he won six Super Bowls. Six Super Bowls here in Pittsburgh would lead Mike Tomlin to having a lifetime contract. Hell, he probably has it now if he wants it for winning one and going to another way back when at the beginning of his career, which far as I'm concerned is ancient history. You know, this is very Marvin Lewis-esque, what's happened. Marvin Lewis... Wasn't winning any playoff games. Mike Tomlin, if you just focus on the last seven years of his career, it looks like Marvin Lewis's career. Anywhere else it would not be acceptable, but because the Rooney family and now Art II have this philosophy of we're never going to upset the apple cart. We hire good coaches, and we believe that they're going to be able to coach their way out of the box, any box they put themselves into. No, it's the only franchise in the NFL that you get stuck with a, a coach that's achieved this little 
and we're talking about four playoff seasons where he four seasons of the last 17 where Mike Tomlin's coached four of them where he's won a playoff game yep two of those were Super Bowl appearances right and 13 seasons where he hasn't won a playoff game that's just not good enough I'm fighting with some guy on Twitter right now because that's the way it goes on the morning after a loss and this dude said, I get the frustration. I would be right there with you if they did what the Eagles did the last six weeks. But he kept a team together that was decimated by injuries and had poor quarterback play. Making the playoffs was an accomplishment. Losing was expected. I never want to read a Steelers fan ever say losing was expected. Like, I had people arguing with me yesterday about the McCarthy thing, say, oh, it's totally different. They were a two seed and the Steelers were a seven. If you beat two teams that you're supposed to beat right. at home, right. you're not the seven seed. They, they they lucked into the playoffs. I don't care how you want to see it. Like, I mean, they needed other people to help them get – they didn't just get into the playoffs because they won. They got into the playoffs because they needed people to lose and other people to win. Yep. Like – that is that, that to me is like okay you lucked in this year last year could have been the same thing but you lucked out so you're just gonna go hope to, on luck every single year and that's all it's been it's been you need teams to help you out in the final week of the season more often than not for the Steelers that's the state of the franchise right now and if ever you have Steelers fans saying losing was expected that tells you everything you need to know about the state of the franchise period coming up next Jeff Hathorn was in the Steelers locker room yesterday in Buffalo. Mason Rudolph had interesting things to say. Cam Hayward, interesting things to say. Najee Harris, interesting things to say. Mike Tomlin had an interesting thing he didn't say. He walked away from the podium. We'll get Jeff's thoughts on all of that coming up next. Fan weather is brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.